Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I am John Yamasato, your host. And joining me today is Kyle Shimabukuro. What's up? And Devin Nakoba. What's up? Before we begin, we'll remind everybody of the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts to listen to the show. Of course, while you're there, rate us five stars. Leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. And finally, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. If you'd like to help the show and get more music on our channel, you can go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and donate. There you will find ways to get more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. Um, you can find Devin out there on Kumu 94.7 in the mornings, Kyle at highlife808.com to pick up your clothing wear, and uh, you can go to my wife's Etsy store at Wandering Sea on Etsy. Um, how has the week been going for you all? Uh, well, we just started it, actually. Uh, well, I mean, from the last, from the, so, since the last podcast. Uh, it's going okay. Um, sorry, I'm getting a phone call for work stuff, like right as you guys, right as you asked the question. Um, yeah, it's been, just, it's been a bit busy. Uh, that's kind of it. Uh, but we also, uh, we get to deal with the election stuff because we're about a week away oh, from the election. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, so next we week also, we're going to be doing the podcast during the election. Yeah, we also have a new um, uh, we have a new Supreme Court justice, uh, which mm-hmm. as of right now we don't know what that exactly means. But I think um, there's all of that stuff uh, that happened with that. Um, so yeah, get to do with all. <laughs> um, yeah, makes, there's there's that makes life interesting. Yeah, uh, well, I, I guess that's the word I should use, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was, and then, oh, also, and then I discovered the Smartless uh, um, um, app. Well, not app. Uh, podcast, which is kind of like what we do, uh, but with really famous, but with really famous people, because oh, it's uh, a okay. Sean Sean Hayes, uh, um, Jason Bateman, and Will. Oh gosh, I can't remember his last name. Anyway, three totally famous dudes, and they sit around like us and talk story. Awesome. You know, and then they bring in somebody else famous to talk to them. It's really interesting. Speaking of uh, Jason Bateman, I was on the phone. I can't remember who I was talking to. A friend of mine, and we were t- so Family Ties must have been um, when was that? In eighty what? When did Family Ties come out? Probably 85, yeah, 83, 84. Okay. Which so came out in 84. So in eight, okay, so 84. So I was like uh, six, seven years old when Family Ties was running full time. Yeah. And so I remember watching Family Ties. I used to love Justine Bateman, uh, mm-hmm. even at that young age. But mm-hmm. I was trying to think. So my friend was telling me, like, do you remember the episode that blah, 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 was talking about this particular episode? I had zero recollection of that, although I remember watching it every week. But I remember the episode where someone in the family was uh was an alcoholic and then he ends up drinking the vanilla extract or something like that and it was this like kind of serious episode of family it's the only thing i remember from from i don't know how many years that that show ran that season ran but it's kind of weird right of all that i, I remember, remember that yeah you, you remember that there was an I episode remember, but i can't figure out who it would be i well, don't think it was be... a 
I don't think it was a member of the main cast. I think it was. Yeah. Um, it's probably Skippy or Nick, one of those two, because they would be dumb enough to drink that. Right. No, no. But I think it was like Uncle Blah 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 came into town or something like that. Oh, and drank was... vanilla yeah. extract. Okay. Yeah. Wait, Family right. Ties is the one with Jason Bateman and uh, Michael J. Fox, right? No, 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 Justine. Jason Justine. Bateman wasn't in the show. Justine Bateman was in the show. Yeah, Justine okay. Bateman and then Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, okay. and Michael Gross and yeah. Okay. That's the that's the show I that's the show I grew up on because Michael J. Fox. Uh, I wanted to be Michael J. Fox. Yeah, well, Michael yeah. J. Fox is a Republican. On the no, show. his character on the show, his character was a Republican, but he was also you know he was short like us. Yeah. That's well, true. you and, and I, Kyle, and quirky, and, and yeah, like yeah, kind of like had, and, yeah. had the one-liners yeah, yeah, and stuff. She like could that. be like Asian like Michael J. Fox. I can see that a young Devin looking up to mm. Michael J. Fox. But you right. used to like Justin Bateman. Yeah, oh, everybody I just, did. I just think she was cute. Hot. So, That's do you guys think that your taste in women is consistent from then till now, or has it changed over the years? Uh, well, been pretty consistent, I think. My, I mine, had to, mine had to change when I went to college. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you're going to school in Spokane, which is like 95% white people, <laughs> it's kind of, you know what I'm saying? They're slim pickings if all you're doing is saying, well, I got to be with an Asian. You know what I'm saying? So you had, you had a um, non-Asian girlfriend in college? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I never knew that. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Uh, her name was Beth. <laughs> Beth? Yes. You just made that she's up. Or a, you, that's a real no, name. She is now a she's now a high powered lawyer in shoot, I forget where. How in many like um, feet was she taller than you? <laughs> uh, she was only a couple inches taller than me. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's much cool. like my wife. So it's okay. <laughs> I got used to it. It's fine. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I don't know. I I, my, I checked the box all of the above. I I have no pref no particular preference. So I would have been like, fine. I used to like Alyssa okay. Milano. Oh. Oh yeah. Well, come on. Okay. Well, when, I, I, like, when yeah. she got older, when she got older and, and less, you know, it was less urgy to like her in that way. Yeah, yeah. but she was pretty and like, you yeah. know, the girl next well, when door. She first came, when she first came out, she was just a cute tomboy. And then she like, I don't know, three years later, like blossomed there and went, whoa, okay. Well, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was cute. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then yeah. she did Embrace of the Vampire and we all went, whoa. That was a... Uh... How do we even get on this topic? <laughs> you said you said Justine Bateman. Yeah. Oh, and the other guys, it's Will Arnett. Will Arnett, the guy who plays I'm Batman on the Lego. The, oh, the oh Lego Will Arnett. Movies. Yeah. Oh, I love Will Arnett. Oh, yeah, but good. they're they're the three of them are, are super funny and they're just yeah. It, it's fun to listen to them talk to famous people that they know, but they, but they're like us. Except we're better about our guests because when the guests come on, ours becomes all about the guests generally. And <laughs> for them, when a guest comes on, they still talk about themselves. Right, right, right. So like yeah. they've had they've had like they've had Jennifer Aniston on there and Reese Witherspoon and all this, and it's super funny. But like Reese Witherspoon comes on, and for the first ten minutes, while while they after they introduce her, they talk about themselves. <laughs> so they'll talk about Jason Bateman with something, or they'll talk. <laughs> And then Reese Witherspoon's like, hmm, um, why am I here again? And then they go, oh, wait, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, so but speaking of our better. guests, we have uh, Mark Yamanaka coming on. In a yeah. And Mark is, uh, um, I always wanted to put this tour together. I always tell people because, um, so I tour the U.S. with Herb Ota Jr. And uh, Mark is Mark Yamanaka and I'm John Yamasato. So I wanted to call it the 
Yamanako, Yamasato, and Ota tour. Like a, like it's a like it's a uh, law firm. Yeah, yeah, So I, I talked I talked to Mark about it at one time and we were we were thinking about it, but it just never really came to fruition. But um, yeah, he and I go back a, a ways and he's such a nice guy. I'm he almost must be because he's he's doing this podcast with us today. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he's he's good. But but anyway, so I was gonna ask you, I don't think we have time now, but um, Maybe when Mark comes out, we can talk about it. But, you know, this week has been kind of a crazy week for myself. Uh, and I can't go into too much detail, but there's been some changes, uh, which I'll get into later as, as more information comes out, you know. But changes at work and changes, at, you know, just in life. And um, I, I can count on maybe, you know, one hand these, uh, these trajectory change moments, you know, or these moments that go like, oh, wow, this is going to change my life, you know. It, in a good or bad in a way do you guys can you remember like i'll give you an example uh break up a pure heart you know that was a, a moment that i thought oh man i don't know where my life is going at this point i'm very lost or whatever so that'd be a bad version but then there's the night we want all the hokus that'd be a good version it's like okay well we're going in so i don't know but i'm very excited about the future do you guys have um uh, times like that that you can reflect back and, and think about these inflection points in your life where things have changed dramatically? Oh, yeah. Well, why don't you give us an example before Mark Well, well let, let Kyle go first because I had to talk before, so. You mean some kind of influential <laughs> change? Yeah, you? like either oh. you, were, you were very unsure about the future in either a bad way or a good way. Well, the, I mean, the earliest thing that curved my life was my mom passing away when I was 15. Mm. So I mean, I, I mean, it's dark and heavy, but I mean, that's what changed my life in a different path, pretty much, and gave me a different perspective on how to how things are, yeah. you know, and how unfair things can be, but how you can pers persevere through it, and and you know, eventually, you know, I don't know, try your best to 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 make do out a situation that you're given, you know. That's, yeah, that what, pretty much changed the course of my life, I think. <laughs> man, I, man I, I really shouldn't have, I shouldn't have let Kyle go first because that's kind of heavy. I don't want to go out. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I was going to so say. Kyle, why don't you go first? Oh, when well, my dad, when well, my mom passed away. Like, oh, oh, okay, well. Um, <laughs> Devin goes, oh, like, damn, I guess that star about my first Kikaida Dawa is not going to be a Somehow that's not gonna that's not gonna do it. Okay, now I gotta search my my yeah. uh, my. What what I first learned about <laughs> Voltron, would <laughs> change my life. Yeah, yeah. But but the main thing is that you know you it's funny because after a couple of as you get older you have these I mean everybody has these moments right and yeah. um you kind of learn that they're moments. So right because in the, in in the moment it feels like a big deal it feels like things are happening in a good or bad way, but uh, it's what you do afterward that really shape where you are, you know, five, 10 years down the line. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's Wait, just, let me... yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say, uh, and that's the interesting part about life. It's that it's yeah. never consistent forever. You know, things change. Yeah, I, I, you know what, let me give you a positive one. I don't wanna end on a dark note, that's why. Okay, all right, okay, okay. <laughs> and then Devin can end up with his Kikaira story or something, you know, okay. and it'll be okay. Um, in 1990, I graduated from HCC in commercial art. And I had this interview before I graduated, a couple weeks before I graduated at Locomotion. And I remember sitting in the parking lot before my interview with my portfolio of all my 
college artwork that I've done to graduate with, just going, man, if I get this job, it's going to change my life. Mm. And if I don't get it, I don't know where I'm going to be. Like, I'm, uh, maybe I can't get a job in commercial gra- you know, graphic design. Maybe I'll just end up working at a firm or, you know, maybe doing some other occupation that I didn't plan for because I don't get this opportunity. And I think that really changed the course of my career and my life was getting that opportunity to work there. And that is pretty significant, you know, in my adult years, you know. And you got the job, right? I don't think I'll be there anywhere today without that opportunity with the people I met and the things I've learned from that company. Nice. That's positive, right? That is a good story. And with that, that, we're going to take a short break and be back with Mark Yamanaka. Okay, we are back with Mr. Mark Yamanaka. He is a multi-time Hoku Award winner from the Big Island. Mark, are you are you up at fourteen Hoku's now, or is it more? Did I miss a few? Or uh, four, 14 is about right. Fourteen times. Wow. You know that is uh, that is quite a feat because uh, most people, if they can get one, are just over the moon. So. Man, you must uh, get tired walking up to that stage and giving speeches already, you know? <laughs> you're going to have to sell um, promo time to advertisers. Just go up and be like, hey, uh, buy, uh, buy a downy. I'm Mark Yamanaka. <laughs> Thank you for this. I think the more and more opportunities you get to go up on stage to receive an award, is, it gets a little more awkward for me. Uh, <laughs> um, Luckily, I missed the 2018 award show when I uh, when I received five. Oh wow! Um, I had my son's graduation in Hilo, so I missed oh. it. So uh, Kellen and Lee of Kupawa went out to receive those awards. So That's that right. helped me out big time. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. And, and knowing Mark, yeah, he's the type of guy like he does not. I mean, he's going to do it and he's going to go get the award and stuff. But I can tell like you're more anxious and worried about the whole thing than, than excited. Like, it's like, Oh my God, what am I going to say? You know, uh, what are people going to yeah. think about? Yeah. So I, <laughs> it's funny. I can totally see that, that it's, it's stressful for you. Very. But, uh, <laughs> but you're on the big Island and um, I know that you also work at Iona car sales and uh, I've been seeing your posts and um, how's been, how's business been okay? I mean, are people coming back now that the pandemic is, they're starting to lift restrictions and stuff? Yeah, um, yeah, I've been with this company for 12 years. I own a car sales and, um, you know, family-run business. So it's, a, it's, a, it's not a corporate, corporate business. It's locally run. And, um, you know, uh, since the pandemic happened, you know, of course, there was a period of time where it was just like, you know, everybody had to stay home and, and shut down. But um, luckily for us, we have um, a rental uh, department and a service department department which was deemed uh, uh, essential. essential yeah but you know everybody has their own definition of essential but right. Um, right, right, right. Luck- luckily for that we, we got to remain open um, for that period of time and uh, you know we did see a, a, a slow in uh, business um, but I think people are I mean regardless people still need vehicles so luckily we're you know we have a, a good following in the community so it, it you know it, it's it's different but we still getting by i think oh thank goodness you guys are still within cars car sales place is their last name really iona yeah that's <laughs> so amazing my, a great name for a car, car i know it's, it's 
Yeah, it's so it's so like ironic the way that the, the whole slogan came out. I own a car from I own a car sales. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it just kind of just fell right into place almost, you know. But um, yeah, I, I I grew up next to the Iona family in Kaumana in Hilo, and uh, you know, that's kind of how they got in touch with me uh, to come do sales for them. And uh, but yeah, it, you know, it's I've been here twelve years. It's been fun. It's it's a challenge, you know, sales. Yeah, um, of course. You know, I, I think we all we all have our our hand in sales at, to some degree. That's right. You know. Now, do and, they sell uh, a certain brand of cars, or just just any car, any used cars, or any kind of cars? We are, yeah, we're we're, we're pre-owned, so uh, a variety of stuff come on our lot. You must sell trucks, vans, SUVs, ton of Tacomas. <laughs> that <laughs> you know car. that is that is yeah, the state car. <laughs> <laughs> that is like that is like the bait. You know, we just yeah. put a park it up front and people will, you know, they stomp their brakes and er, turn around. <laughs> and, hey, how much, how much is that truck? But, um, no, that, yeah, that's such a highly, highly in demand piece of metal right there. Yeah. I always wonder and, how many uh, people go to their car by accident in the parking, somebody else's car in the parking lot and stick it for their Tacoma and try to open the door. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Either what, charcoal gray or silver, right? There you go. Yeah. Well, what is it about the Tacoma that's so interesting? Uh, my, my wife actually had a Tacoma back in the day. Uh, in a, you know, when we first moved out, uh, she was in college. Her dad bought her a truck because he's like, "Oh, you gotta have something that has some utility," you know. So they got a Tacoma. Mm -hmm. And then I found out that when you get a truck, everybody asks you to do stuff, which involves lifting heavy objects. So. <laughs> When the kids came, I was like, all right, that's enough of this Tacoma thing. We're getting a, a minivan or something. Unless you Kyle, and then Kyle says, oh, my, the bed on my truck. He got a Nissan Frontier, so he said, uh, are a bed not that long, so I can't have <laughs> stuff in my car. It's a good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, oh, my back saw, my back saw, and I can't, and I can't. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's know, man. Shooting, it's just, it's just uh, I think it's just like a tradition. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a like, long time too. Toyotas last forever. Yeah, man. you know that, and you know that's that's the positive. You know, of course, we all are not happy with car prices, and you know, naturally everybody gets a little defensive when I tell them the price. Like, oh, that's way that's way too much. Or, but you know, their their dad and their dad's dad bought Tacomas or Toyota trucks, and it's just I think it's just a contagious thing. Mm. I just wonder because Hilo, uh, well, I think all the neighbor islands, they're so small. Everybody is, you know, it's such a family thing. Like, I don't yeah. know, as a, as a used car sales guy, like, gotta, you know, or somebody's auntie's uncle, brother, sister's cousin, whatever, is always coming in and going, oh, hey, Mark, so I, I can get the deal. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, and, and when you live in a place like Hilo, everybody knows everybody. So, you yeah. gotta sort of balance right <laughs> that that thing of trying to make sure that you know you make some money off this deal and then making them feel like they got a deal and it's like holy smokes man i give you credit bro. yeah you know it's tough it's, it's tough being a salesperson you know everybody has their guard up when they walk on the lot <laughs> automatically <laughs> you know nobody complains i mean people complain but they're not gonna go like the kta and say you're, you're selling your spam way too much <laughs> 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 You know, but on a car lot, they have no problem saying you're selling your Tacoma way too much for, for way too much money. But it's, you know, I, I always ponder on that. Like, it's so funny. Like, 
car guys, they just get get the rap, man. <laughs> it's funny too because it's such a small town. Everybody knows each other. They probably go, "Hey, that's not Gary Stokoma that used to be on <laughs> yeah, my yeah, island." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like everybody knows that Tacoma on the island already too, right? It's kind of it's like somebody's. Uh, it's like somebody's ex-wife or ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I like that's my ex-wife's car. I just like pick I like buy them and then destroy them just so I can get back at her. Wow. Oh okay. man! Well, so and, uh, you know, oh, Kyle's so Kyle's uh, wife is uh, a Hilo girl, and then yeah. my my family is all from Hilo, so we all have that right. sort of Hilo connection. Oh, that's right. And my dad is from Hilo. Yeah. yeah. So we so all have a we all have that we all have that thing where we fly into Hilo and the blood pressure. Goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. So it's yeah. funny. My, my dad always tells me when he moved to Oahu, um, the, the one thing that he, he tripped out was when he first bought his new house and he drove around the neighborhood and he saw people watering the grass. He was like, well, what is everybody doing watering grass? Like <laughs> what's going on? You know, it's like foreign to him. Right. Cause he you know, it's a water, nothing. I had, a roommate. I had yeah. a roommate from Hilo and, um, one day I came home from work and she was burning the, the, the grass in the yard that was all brown. And I was like, you cannot do that in Oahu. You, know? you cannot <laughs> burn stuff in front of your house. You get arrested. She was like, oh, really? And she was standing with a lighter and a water hose, lighting the weeds on fire in front of our house. I had to stop her before she got arrested. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, you're, you're born and raised down up there, right? I actually, I'm actually born on, on Oahu. Okay, oh, but, oh. but raised on, on Big Island. Raised, yeah. I was like maybe four, four years old when, when my, my parents are from Hilo. So um, my dad went to Honolulu Community College and my, my mom just worked, you know, and that's, that's where they had us. And then they wanted to, you know, raise us uh, with grandma and grandpa on both sides. So, mm. um, I mean, I look back and I just, I thank God that that happened. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proud Hilo native. Yeah. <laughs> so did and you go to Hilo High or Waikia? Hilo High School. Oh, okay. Yeah, Vikings. And when yeah. did music come into play? Music came into play around age 13. I was in uh, at Hilo Intermediate School. So Hilo Intermediate School, you know, there's all the elementary schools, like Keokaha Elementary, and um, I think it was... Kaumana Elementary and some other other school. Hilo Union is where I went to elementary school, and so yeah, all those little schools. When you go to middle school, or intermediate school, or all those little schools meet up mm -hmm. um, for seventh and eighth grade. <clears throat> and uh, I was back then. I was heavily into basketball. That was my thing, and I wanted to be. I wanted to be the next Michael Jordan in the NBA. Um, despite oh. my height, I uh, <laughs> well, we'll get into this later. But I saw you had a little post about LeBron versus MJ. But anyway, we'll talk about that after. Let's get to your do your history first. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I met some homestead kids from Kilkaha Elementary School. I was into the basketball. They were into carrying on the ukuleles, and um, you know, it's kind of our own music. As far as my parents really love music, um, they don't play music, but they love. They love good music, and um, you know, back in the day, it was Capenna and um, uh, a lot of you know, well, Peter Moon Band and all those stuff. 
and uh, you know, so I was always around it. Like people, they always played it at, at gatherings and stuff like that. And my grandparents always played the falsetto stuff. So uh, I met these kids from Kilkaha, and uh, they were jamming some of the familiar stuff to me. I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" And uh, I was like, "I want to do that." So I asked my friend, uh, a new friend at the time, if he minds teaching me some of those those licks or whatever it might be. And you know, well, call Crater Boys days too. Yeah, there so you go. I was like, yeah, "That is cool. I want to learn that." And that's kind of how it, it sparked interest. And then, did you cut your teeth playing at the hotels, or how did you get into gigging and, and making this a career? It, you know, I it, it it seemed like it took a long time to to <laughs> get over the stage fright and performing. Oh, yeah, I just you know, and then in high school, I I kind of met up with some. The same kids, but we, we actually formed a group. Um, and then, we, I don't know, we just started to just jam around town. And I ended up singing at Uncle Billy's Hotel um, in the late 90s and early 2000s. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, $11 an hour for yep. three hours a night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow. And, um, you wow. know, that's what you call paying your dues, man. Yep. Hey, man, we used to play for $0 a night and just free dinner, you know, for three, hours, <laughs> for three hours at the coffee shops and stuff. So Hey, we still do that, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I would imagine in, in, in the Big Island, well, Hilo especially, there's not as much venues to play music, too. There's like, yeah, you know, it's not and, a, you know, just a handful. So were you just right, a regular right. there? Yeah, um, I, I did that for a few years, um, you know, and I think that's where I got my feet wet and um, really, really learned how to engage with the audience and, and, and really just, you know, it, when I look back, it's like it was a paid practice, you know, because, mm -hmm. um, you know, like, like you said, you know, the venues and, you know, the tourism industry in Hilo is not the greatest. Um, so, you know, there weren't like tons of people walking in through those doors and sitting down to eat dinner. But um, I'm grateful for those times. And, um, yeah, you know, it's throughout the years, you know, the venues have really did a, done away with uh, the live music, which which kind of hurt a lot of the local musicians. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, people try try do live music still, but it's not the same. I don't know why, but. Are you doing like yeah, a lot of... Oh, go ahead, Devin. No, 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 no. Uh, well, I, I, what I wanted to ask you was, you know, something you mentioned stuck in my head in that you were saying not as much tourism in Hilo. So, you know, with all the pandemic stuff and how everybody's suffering, would you say that Hilo was almost better positioned to deal with the pandemic thing? Because you guys sort of have to be insular and have to figure it out yourselves, right? And, and it's all local people coming in. It's not, not tourist-driven, which is unusual for right. everybody, right? Yeah, so you know, I think uh, yeah, we are we are definitely fending for ourselves most of the time throughout the years. Um, tourism, and uh, we got to find innovative ways to attract tourists. Um, National Park is probably the biggest attraction mm. uh, on the island, mm -hmm. um, and Mare Monarch, which obviously is being affected yeah. by the pandemic. Um, but. You know, when, when tourists come, it, Hilo is not the place. They, they fly onto the west side, to Kona, you know, where the water is crystal clear blue water. And, um, 
<laughs> you know, that's where the Iron Man is. And the beach, the more rocks. It's, you know, it's yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, there's White Sand <laughs> Beach and, you know, and they still can go to the volcano, you know. So, yeah. Kona mm-hmm. is, you know, and that's where the resorts are too, on the west side. Yeah. So, um, not much going on for Hilo, which is cool though. <laughs> Yeah, from yeah. the from but a that, resident standpoint, yeah. So during yeah. the lockdown, have you been doing like a lot of live music online, like everybody else is doing in Hawaii? I mean, on Oahu. Yeah, you know, um, that's kind of the way, and I had kind of had no no choice but to to be competitive with a lot of my peers and just do it. Yeah. Um, you know, with the virtual tip jars, it's 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 hard for me to ask for money and stuff like that, but I try to word it differently. Um, instead of virtual tip jar, I just say, you know, if you want to share a makana with me, mm-hmm. you know, by all means, if you can, but otherwise yeah. enjoy. But yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, but, you know, if I just sit around on my butt, you know, and sometimes, you know, in sales too, you just got to ask for it. Right. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. otherwise your wife couldn't make you do more stuff around the house. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, how did you um you know you got you have an amazing voice and how did you um hone into your falsetto voice? Did you take lessons or did you just try one day and oh I sound pretty good? You know how did <laughs> how did you dial that in? You know, you know, um, Kyle, I, I you know when I talk about the days where my parents used to play a lot of the local music and you know I could find myself and understand that. Okay, I can sing on key with these, the recordings and the radio and stuff like that. I, and I didn't think anything of it. You know, it wasn't anything like, oh, I'm special or, you know, it was just more of this is fun, you know, for once. Uh, so I sang it with the radio and, you know, and a little bit of church music uh, at church. And so things here and there, um, I knew I could sing. Um, but I didn't think that it would take me anywhere. I didn't think of it as it's a career or anything like that. So, so I didn't, you know, I didn't take any lessons or anything. It was always just singing with the radio or the recordings that I hear. And, um, even, even TV commercials, you know, back in the day, local TV commercials always had singing Mm -hmm. or or jingles Jingles, music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't hear that too often. It's just background music, but, um, Outdoor yeah, voiceovers. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so you, times have changed, but yeah, that's how I kind of learned. So you were a singer voice. before a, um, a guitar player? Or were you a yeah. guitar player and then a singer? Yeah. I can remember one, one particular time that we took a family trip to, to Waikoloa. Um, I remember my grandparents rented a, uh, like a 12 or 15 passenger van and, you know, and had... Uh, I'm, I think it was Capenna playing Act Naturally. Uh-huh. You know, they're going to put me in the movies. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember, I don't remember singing it, but I remember the moment where I was singing along and my uncle said, oh, you got that down, huh? <laughs> you know, I must have been, like, been like eight or nine <laughs> or maybe wow. ten years old. And, yeah. you know, I can remember him being impressed on what I was I was imitating Kelly Boy and his voice, but so that's 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 kind of my earliest memory of you know getting complimented on singing. Mm-hmm. 
And where does the Hawaiian language come in? Because you do write a lot of your stuff, and um, is was that something that you you were always kind of into from being a kid, or, or as part of part of your growing up, or was that something that you kind of learned and and sought out? Yeah. So the Hawaiian language part was primarily because I really enjoyed the falsetto. Um, you know, when I speak of my grandparents, my mom's parents. You know, they when they when they spin music in their Sony six disc changer, you know, it was all Hawaiian falsetto stuff in there. It was uh um Dennis Paval. That was weird, okay. <laughs> yep. You can't say Hawaiian falsetto without Dennis Paval's name coming yeah. out of the song. <laughs> you know, so they always spin that kind of music and, and I was just always um just always impressed by what I was listening to. Um, there was something, something in me that was like, that's really, um, that's really cool. And I really appreciated what I was listening to. And my grandpa would always say, that, that's a guy singing, you know, did you, did you go to school for Hawaiian or did, is this something you just picked up? Well, in, when, when I got interested in singing the falsetto, I, I, I really thought it was super important to to kind of learn the language and or at least get an idea of what I'm singing about. So I took uh, two years of uh, Hawaiian language in high school and then another year or year and a half of language in college at UH Hilo. Um, unfortunately, I lost all of that knowledge. I was going to say. Boy, you, you learned a lot better than I did because I took the, about the same amount and I know nothing right now. Like, I'm so bad. Yeah. It's so shameful. I think, you I know... I shouldn't say nothing, but yeah, I, 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 don't, I didn't retain. You know, that's in the, you know, late 90s where, you know, now it's a, such a it's such a thing, mm-hmm. you know, Olelo Hawaii. Right. So you had opportunities. Well, now you have opportunities to converse with people and get better and right 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 right. But back then it was not as um accessible to people yeah. that yeah. speak language so you know they say that you know if you lo- you don't use it you lose it so and that's kind of what happened um i can kind of understand a little bit um what you know on conversations or people talking to me the Hawaiian, i can kind of understand but i cannot respond mm-hmm. uh, in a timely fashion yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and when, you, when you're driving home, when you're driving home, you go, what? I get this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. After thought, after thought. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, interesting. Wow. Okay, so so we'll get controversial now. Oh, so who's the better who's the better basketball legend? LeBron James oh, or Michael go. Jordan? <laughs> you know, I think um you know, I gotta say Michael Jordan. Um, it's, it's gone to that point, um, primarily because when, when LeBron said he was the greatest of all time, I didn't, that rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, (laughs) I think cause he, yeah, there was some kind of video of him saying that. Yeah. 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 So about, he won, I don't know, his second or third. And he said that right there made me the greatest of all time. And I was like. Uh, no. <laughs> so that kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. And, um, you know, I think humility goes a long way. So 
I don't think that was very uh, humble of him to say. You know, that's hilarious. Which yeah, is hilarious because you know, if you watch the if you watch the dance, like the Michael dance. Jordan is the least or last dance. He's like the least humble guy you know. <laughs> he's, just, he's dominating guys and going, that's right. But you just never, I guess in that time, you just never heard that stuff. He never, he never yeah. let it be sort of expressed in the media, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Based on the documentary, it's just, he just wanted each and every time he stood on the court, he just wanted to do his best and deliver, yeah. deliver, you know, whatever he could. And the thought of being the greatest of all time, like you said, Devin, was never in his, never in his, you know, his mind. Mm -hmm. Or say it's nothing he ever wanted to change. He just wanted to be be the best for himself and for the audience. But I don't know. I think if I do, if I do like lay it down, MJ was that just that much more fun to watch. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I gotta admit to you, I haven't watched basketball since he retired, so I don't know much. I, like, uh, I have a good friend who's really into basketball, and he is a LeBron fan, you know, and he's all about LeBron James. And I'm like, okay, that that's great. But and I one day I did try to watch like Jordan highlights. They they have like on YouTube, right? They have like Jordan highlights versus LeBron highlights. LeBron's hit a lot of like last minute buzzer shots and stuff too. He's got some good highlights too. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't. So if I, if I didn't watch the progression and watch his career, I can't like save one or the other, but we grew up in that MJ era. Right. So, and yeah. I don't know when you think about Michael Jordan, he's still one of the most popular sports figures of all time. And this is, you know, 20 some odd years after he retired. Like, yeah. I don't know if LeBron will have that kind of legacy. Well, but he was also, he was also, uh, MJ was the first one to monetize shoes. And mon- I mean, he was the first one to sort of monetize his persona. I mean, Bird and, Bird and uh, Magic did it a little bit, but mm-hmm. Michael just took it to this whole other level. And, you know, the, the advertising with Nike and all of that stuff. Right nowadays, every basketball player out there has a worth anything has a deal and so you, they sort of get lost but i know I, I don't know mark maybe you won't agree but it seems like uh, as far as game goes like lebron uh, they say is is more inclusive to a certain degree like he when he plays he'll he'll go with the extra pass he'll do other stuff whereas jordan will go oh well we need 20 points hang on and he'll just score 20 points and you go Holy crap. Whereas for some reason, LeBron always does this thing where he'll score like, you know, 16 of the points, but then he'll figure out a way to get the other, <laughs> the other guys in the game points. And people always knock him for that. And I always go, well, I mean, he's, he maybe is a little bit more of a team player because Jordan, especially watching that, um, the documentary, Jordan just kind of said, okay, everybody, let's go. And if I got to yeah. carry you, I'm going to carry you. Now, I'm going to give you shit, and I'm going to make you feel terrible <laughs> the whole time <laughs> I'm doing this. Yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you there. Whereas, whereas it seems like LeBron wants everybody to like him as they reach that point. He's not enough. He doesn't want to do that thing where he goes, okay, just move and let me do this. Uh, I think Kobe is probably the one who's the closest to having that, yeah. that ability, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, I don't think, you know, I, I, th- I don't think, I don't know. I think LeBron doesn't have that in him to lead a yeah. team like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he just I, goes. I, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so Jordan just goes, collect- you suck. Get on the get on the bench. Yeah. Mark, do you collect sports cards too? You have like LeBron James rookie and Jordan rookie cards and stuff like that too? Um, I used to collect Michael Jordan cards. I have a collection somewhere. Um, oh, you got to find it, man. It's worth a lot of money now. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have I know it. I, I think it's at my parents, but I just it's nice to to just forget about it and one day just resurrect <laughs> it from, <laughs> from the darkness. But um have you yeah, been following we, um um LeBron's prices in in um, his rookie card since the pandemic? It's no, skyrocketed. Really? It's crazy. Really? I got I got cards that are worth a ton of money now and I didn't even realize it. He just jacked up during the pandemic because I guess huh. everybody got bored and they wanted to just start trading on eBay, you know, and buying on eBay. Uh, so where now do you I buy cards. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Where do you even buy cards nowadays? I don't even... eBay? Oh, it's all eBay now. Yeah, oh, you can't buy packs and stuff anymore. That's a bummer. buy eBay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, Mark, do your kids play sports too? Um, my, my son played a little bit of t-ball and baseball, but um, no, they're not. That you know, is it's so it. funny because I, I named my son Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was... Yeah, I mean, I was a huge Jordan fanatic, but... Um, yeah, no, gonna, they, they just play T-ball and stuff. I was going to say, speaking of Jordans, uh, yeah, your son is ridiculously good, like talented. I, I, I don't know if you guys, if you ever like go on YouTube and, or go to Mark's uh, Facebook and watch it, he has like sometimes his son singing with him. He's really good. Like he's a really good mm-hmm. singer. Like, oh, uh, I mean, you. you can, you can tell, well, at least I don't, I don't know. I can tell singers, you know, as you hear them sing one one measure you can tell if they're good or not he's really good oh what is he? yeah he's uh he just turned 19. oh right on so he um yeah you know he's 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 driven in the music uh business um you know of course i didn't encourage it <laughs> <laughs> i know how hard it can be and difficult and um you know to 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 sustain yourself and but um you know, he made it very clear that this is what he wants to do. So, um, I just being encouraging to him and, um, you know, try to, try to, uh, you know, connect him with the right people and, and encourage him. Yeah. Well, what, what is his aspirations? Is it to do local music like you, or is it, is he going to go, uh, mainland and try to do something different? He has a little bit of an R and B style to his singing voice. So that's yeah, what all the, he, the kids are into these days. Right, yeah, he's into that stuff. Um, very, very far from what dad does. Uh, <laughs> so I cannot really give him advice on the music itself that he does. He's more of the, uh, you know, specialist in that, in that field. But um, yeah, he wants to do, you know, I think he wants to be mainstream, but I, you know, it's hard right now to, to, to even dream that far with this whole situation. Because you cannot get your reps in, you know, and you cannot get out there and, and pull holo and, you know, do your thing. So I, I told him, you know, you got to utilize social media at this time. Mm. And um, this, that's, that's just the bottom line. It's the reality of it right now. And so he's trying to get in, you know, get in the reps on social media. So, Have you ever thought about moving to Oahu to, to further, like, to, to just come over and put your music here and, and tour and stuff? Or you always your home base will always be Hilo. Yeah, um, I've been many, you know since my solo career started in 2010. I 
had many opportunities to say, okay, let's go move over there, but yeah. I just cannot. I just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, you know, I, I just life. remember. Yeah, I just remember my parents saying, you know, we we got out at the right time, uh. in the early '80s, and <laughs> you know, and I go there so often, and I just see it, and I just, I cannot imagine my quality of life being as good as it is here. I don't blame you. It's a zoo over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I have so many cousins that live there. Yeah. you know that that are from from Hilo. And I said, I don't. I tell them, I don't know how you can do it. And they say, Me too. I don't know how I do it. But <laughs> you know, their day starts at four a.m. and it ends. You know, sometimes it ends like midnight, one o'clock. And mm-hmm. you know, their quality time with their kids is in their car going home. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm not all like that. <laughs> like, um, growing up in Hilo, you know, um, what kind of hobbies you had other than basketball and music? Did you like? Catch prawns in the river and ulua fish, or what was your hobbies back then? Or yeah, like, all wow, of that stuff. I, um, I, you know, I, I my father was a, a ulua fisherman, and he had a boat. Um, so we did a lot of fishing, uh, a lot of diving, and uh, you know, catch lobster and uh-huh. poke fish and all that kind of stuff. And um, we're I, I was actually more into archery, archery hunting, and Okay. Oh wow! Um, hunting, yeah. I don't really advertise that because you know some people don't agree with that. But yeah, but you know, living in on Big Island, there's so That's many opportunities do. to do so. Yeah. <laughs> so plus you guys, plus you guys use it for subsistence. It's not a. It's not yeah, a. You like, know, let's let's not put a wall. Let's not put a head on the wall. It's okay if we do this, then I can make food for my family. I can feed other people. That's always, at least as far as I know, all the Hilo hunters are always like that, which is always amazing. And, you know, that's how I was raised. You know, even with, yeah. with um, you know, you know, three pronging, and you don't just poke anything just because it swims in front of you. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna poke it, make sure you eat it. Same with yeah. the hunting. You know, um, everything we do harvest um, is cleaned and, and, and cured and eaten and shared with, mm-hmm. with family and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you know, I don't have much time to do so anymore, but mm-hmm. when there's a chance, uh, I, I love just going out, you know, whether or not or catch anything, it's just being out there and just being one with the land. And it's so nice. Hey, hey Dev, Kyle, you guys ever pull one of those hunting bows? No, I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> My, my, I can't. My, I can't pull it. It's really hard to yeah, pull. Yeah, my, my father-in-law goes hunting like that with the bow. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'd be on Maui, and then he'd be he just sit and watch TV and just pull the bow, like you know, just to sh- make yeah. sure he's distra- Yeah, <laughs> I'm like he. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even like get it like even halfway pull. You know, like, you just gotta follow right, him in the woods and hand him the arrow. That's uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, right. If like. The world world ended. I'd I'd be dead. Like there's no way I could survive yeah. on my own. Like unless I, I tried like, trap, I trap tried, rabbit. I or tried something. shooting. I tried shooting one, and I like totally burned my arm. Oh, <laughs> oh from the you, like you not wearing a thing, and you just sort of let it go, and that was not a good idea. Yeah, it's yeah. it's different. Yeah, the technology, you know, is crazy. You know, I just got a bowl last year. My father-in-law went with me, and uh, he was uh, oh, actually it was this year, earlier this year, and. Uh, you know, my father-in-law, he's, he's like eight years older than me. He's not, not that old. And he's like muscle man. And so he goes, 
give me that thing. Let me try and pull. And he just, you know, like he couldn't <laughs> do it. Um, you know, and it's 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 a seventy pound yeah. pull. Yeah. And then you gotta pull it, you know, about eighty five percent back, and then there's a let off where you can just hang. Yeah. Mm. Um. But yeah, seventy pounds is where my bow is at. Um, oh, man, dude. So, so it's to get, yeah. To get to the fishing spots and stuff like that, and hunting, you go off road a lot. Yeah, that's probably the best places to go is off roading. You know, kind of hard to get places. Yeah. Um, that's why you obviously, got Tacoma. Yeah, so yeah, you, you got a Tacoma. <laughs> yeah, that's the best size truck to do so. But um, yeah, you gotta go. You know, off the beaten path a little bit to get to, uh, you know, untouched areas. So, what kind of truck do you have? You have a Tacoma. I actually don't have a truck right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of gave up the fishing and hunting for, mm. for the music. Um, yeah. So, um, so if I do go fishing or hunting, it's always catching a ride or uh, tagging along. Oh, yeah. So, nice. mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey Dev, uh, let's do. I'm, I gotta close my door because my family just came home. And they're gonna start making a lot of noise. But while I'm doing that, why don't we ask uh, Mark the question? The uh, Desert Island Discs. Okay, cool. I don't know why you don't just ask the question. He always poses it to me, and then he asks the question before <laughs> I even ask it. So uh, yeah, we ask everybody who's been on the podcast um, your Desert Island Discs. So your three uh, favorite albums, your three favorite artists. People have said, "Oh, I bring my iPod without." <laughs> so, <laughs> But you're you're just old enough that you remember records or CDs. So we just want to get your your three desert island discs. If you stranded on a desert island, your three favorite albums. Uh, oh, and they cannot be greatest hits albums. They have to be like actual uh, albums. Yeah, that's the added level of difficulty. Okay. Um, first one would be uh, new edition under the blue moon. Wow! Oh, wow! Oh, I remember that. Oh, okay. That was a good one. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, oh, is, that, like, oh. is that the one to cool it now? No, they no. sang all this old blue. It's like, all these stuff. And all that, right? stuff yeah, oh, oh, I don't even know about. Okay, all right. Okay, that's one of them. Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dennis Paval. Um, oh, what is the name? I don't even know the name of the CD. Oh, but it's got the ukulele. No, the one before that. I can't even think of a name. Okay. It's either okay. the it's either the color or the <laughs> the yeah, picture yeah, yeah. of the, on yeah, the yeah, CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's got the ukulele and some discs on it. But, um, <laughs> anyway, that's one of them. And then, hmm, I would have to say Celine Dion. Where's the love? Oh wow! I think it was worth the love. Yeah. Okay. One have with, you got uh, Titanic? Have you gone to Caesars and seen the? Uh, you have. I saw so it. It was good, right? Whew. Uh, <clears throat> so the story with that is, <laughs> um, I had a gig in Las Vegas, and my wife was tagging along, and I said, "Honey, I really want to go see Celine Dion." <laughs> and the week of, or yeah, week prior to going up. We got the notice that she canceled her shows. Oh, and I was, oh, I was so devastated. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And then so then I got another gig in Las Vegas. And she had previously announced that her shows were opening up again. And I was like, 
yeah, I got to book my ticket. And then uh, I think it was, I did a show with Augie T up there. And uh, I was like, okay, I got to go regardless if it's by myself or anyone, I got to go. <laughs> so I, I think I spent like 500 bucks on one ticket. Wow. wow. Because I needed to be up close. So yeah, cause I was going to say, you're probably in the downstairs, like right in the front then. Yeah. I was um, six or seven rows from the, from yeah, the stage. Okay. okay, all right. Wow. Yeah, I was, I, you know, it's one of those moments where like, you know, I don't know how long, she's such a powerhouse vocalist. Yeah, yeah. You know, and sometimes they just, yeah. sometimes they fizzle away because they just give it all, you know, every, yeah. every time. So I was like, if I'm going to go see her, I want to see her. Like, I don't want to see a little half-inch object on the stage from way up top. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, I, I guess, like, bucket list. It's one of those bucket list times. Nice. So, I mean, it was awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the Coliseum that had her there, the sound system is, like, perfect. You can hear everything. Did she have the violin guy come out in your show? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So she's a regular, but they had this guy that he does a violin solo. He kind of runs through the crowd. And he's just like, he's like Jake with a violin. <laughs> running around, like going super fast, violin, you know, running, running. That was kind of cool. And then she does duets with people virtually, you know, like they project it on the wall and stuff. Oh. Uh, yeah. I just, yeah. I, I just like the way she, uh, she really connects with the audience better than almost anybody I've ever seen, who's like a big star. Because I remember mm -hmm. when she came to Hawaii and she did the first show at the Blaisdell, she was there was this joy that she was here and that she was in Hawaii and performing for us that just came through everything. Mm -hmm. You know, when people were giving her lay and stuff, she was super excited. And, and, you know, I mean, she did the whole chest thing, <laughs> 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 which, which she always, which she always does, but she, she sang so beautifully, but she just, the, the joy that she had in being on stage, just, she can't even, she can't even hide it. So I can't imagine what it's uh, like in that big arena at, at Caesars, man. That must be crazy. Wow, six yeah. row, bro. Right on. Yeah, I think, you know, when the curtains rose, I was, I, I swear I cracked some tears, man. Uh, I was like, nice. I couldn't believe, like, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> and I was all by myself. Wow. Oh, really? I didn't have anybody wow. with me, you know, but um, I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. <laughs> Best concert I've ever been to. Really? No kidding. Wow. So, well, um, so we're going to cut here, and then I'm going to tell Mark how I got my tickets, which is going to make him sick. And I, and I also want to um, also wanna learn about Mark because uh, whenever I go touring, I tour probably 5% of what Mark does, and I get my name screwed up about 15 times a year. So I'd love to hear some of the, the iterations of Mark's names that he's uh, seen and heard over the years. And so yeah. we'll get into that on our Patreon. So thanks, everybody, uh, on the regular channel for tuning in. We will see you next week. And until then, aloha.